Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Danny Nevins at the Jewish Theological Seminary in New York City, and we are in Tractate Chagiga, turning now to um, Zion Ahmed Aleph to page 7a. Uh, back in the mission at the beginning of the chapter, at the very end of the mission, there was a little debate between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel about how much money was the minimum to spend on the two uh, individual offerings of the festival, the burnt offering known as the Ri'iyah, and the hall or, or peace offering known as the Chagiga or the Simcha. Um, and in that debate, uh, Beit Shammai said that you should spend less on the Ri'iyah, I'm oh, sorry, more on the Ri'iyah, two silver measures, and just one on the Chagiga, whereas Hillel said the opposite, spend at least one measure of silver on the Ri'iyah and two on the Chagiga. As we'll see in a minute, the law followed uh, Beit Hillel in this, as in most cases, and um, and yet uh, at the very beginning of our page at seven, uh, they're picking up on the the curiosity that the Riyah, the appearance offering, wasn't that one of the mitzvot that had no shiur, that had no measure, uh, and how come the Mishnah was saying that it did? So. Um, actually, this little passage uh, begins at the very end of the prior page of 6b. Tanan Hatam, it was uh, taught over there in the Mishnah, and this is a reference to uh, a different part of the Talmud, to Mishnah in Tractate uh, Pea. Um, it says there, uh, What are the things that have no measurement to them? And it answers, The corners of the field, you're supposed to leave the corner of your field for the poor, but how much is a corner? The first fruits, you're supposed to give your first fruits to the priest, but how many of them do you have to give? And the appearance offering, you have to appear before God and not empty-handed, but how much do you have to bring? You have to do acts of kindness, but how much is enough um, to visit the sick? How often? Uh, once? Every day? Every week? Well, what's the measure? And so there in the Mishnah, it says that these are all actions which um, must be done, but we don't have a fixed amount. And they add one more there, the Talmud Torah. You have to study Torah, but how much Torah study is enough? <laughs> that's a huge question. Um, uh, some people feel that you should study Torah all day long, and that's all you should do. Others say, yeah, Talmud Torah and Derech Eretz. No, you should always combine Torah study with um, with other type of work in the world. Um, but certainly the, the rabbis want to create a culture in which people do, you know, more of these things, especially of Torah study. The more you do, the better. Nevertheless, the principle there in Peah is that these are mitzvot which must be done, but we don't have a fixed amount. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Kisfuriman ulomar you know, we used to think about the rayon and the meaning of this, when it says it has no measure, was that it has no upper limit, but it certainly has a lower limit. Um, after all, uh, we do have this Mishnah, which says that um, that you have to give at least this amount, right? 
Ad Shaba Rabbi Oshaya Berevi. And then Rebbe Oshaya came and taught us in the name of Rebbe, uh, Rebbe Yehuda Nasi, the editor of the Mishnah, and he made Ha-Re'ayon Enlo Shi'ur Lo Lamala V'Lo Lamata. In fact, the essential mitzvah of appearing before God and not appearing empty-handed is one without limit. No upper limit, there's no maximum amount to give, and no lower limit. There's no minimum that you uh, must give. But the sages came and said, and we've seen that this was said in the name of the school of Hillel, that the Riyah, you have to bring at least a silver uh, measure for your appearance burnt offering, and the Chagigah, the happy meal, the, the, the food that you're going to eat and part with your family, has to be brought with a minimum of at least twice as much of two silver measures. So what's the significance of this difference? Um, Rabbi Yochanan seems to be questioning whether this was a tradition um, of understanding what the verse originally meant, or um, whether this is a rabbinic addition. And the, the conclusion is it was rabbinic addition. That um, although the Torah itself believes that some things you can just say to people, just do it, and don't have to give the people any further advice, um, in this case, um, the sages felt that they needed to give at least a minimum so that um, people would come to Jerusalem and they would come with uh, substantial gifts and they would really be able to celebrate uh, together. There are many other interesting things on this stuff. We don't have a lot more time, but um, there is a Mishnah on the second side there uh, which speaks about how the olot, the burnt offerings that were brought as part of the riyah, had to be brought from chulin, from um, from regular possessions, um, from grains and uh, animals which had not previously been dedicated to the temple. Those had to be given as a gift, whereas the shlamim, the um, the hall offerings, could be given from maser, from um, from the special tithe which Israelites took and had to be spent in Jerusalem on the pilgrimage. Of course, um, that was a leniency to allow them to spend money that they already owed, as it were, to God um, on the sacrifice, whereas the um, the burnt offerings had a stringency, um, which we learned elsewhere, as Rashi points out here, um, in Tractate Menachot, that um, on such obligations you actually have to pay from monies that you own outright and not monies that you have already dedicated um, to the temple. It's worth thinking a little bit about our own behaviors. Um, when is it that we give offerings to God which are um, truly voluntary and when are they the offerings more mandatory, sort of like synagogue dues, for example? Um, what's the difference between tzedakah and dues? Uh, I think that a lot of us tend to give more honor to voluntary offerings, to things that people give um, because they just feel like it, sort of uh, donations to the synagogue, whereas dues are seen as just something you're obligated to. But in our tradition, actually, uh, those monies which we pay because we're ob obligated to do so actually often have a very high status. And so, too, we should think about the dues that we pay um, expected to pay, um, we should think about those uh, as a very high-level gift and not um, dismiss them as just something that we were expected to do. Um, sometimes doing what you're expected to do actually is considered a greater good than doing something because you feel generous. So with that in mind, we're going to conclude Daf Zayn Amud Bet and uh, we'll pick up again tomorrow 
with Chet Ahmed Aleph. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.